Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you're new to Joyfully You, this podcast is all about connecting to the inner child, connecting to that source of infinite love and wisdom that is within each and every one of us. So for anyone that's ever struggled with people-pleasing or perfectionism, This is your home, okay? You get to be seen, you get to be heard. If you've experienced relationships where you are the empath in that dynamic where all of a sudden you've put your needs to the side and you don't really realize how it happened because it's coming from this place of just wanting to love and be loved and to give, Um, but there's a block because things aren't working out as well as you'd like them to or there's some type of block in the intimacy in the relationship. So what we're going to be talking about today is why it is difficult to express our needs and even identify what our needs are in relationship with ourselves and in relationship with other people. So here's the thing is if we, if you struggle with people pleasing, then there's the likelihood that, um, you've been disconnected from what it is that you like or dislike altogether And so it's easier to tune in to the needs of other people. And a lot of the times the way that we describe this is I'm go with the flow. I'm super fluid. I can adapt anywhere. Whatever you're thinking works for me. I don't care either way. And while it's great to be flexible, if it's always your stance that you don't care either way, then you're always going to be swayed to the beat of other people versus other people syncing up to your beat which it's fine to sync up to the beat with other people, but what happens when there aren't any other people? Can you find your own beat? I know that's like such a random analogy, but that's just like something that came to me just now thinking about it because while it's great to be flexible, it isn't great to not have a backbone because then we end up being walked all over. So why is it difficult to express our needs? If you are someone that has um, experienced people-pleasing and there's a part of you that's a-okay with that giving, loving, nurturing side of you, but then there's a part of you that knows like, okay, people-pleasing is is blocking the potential I have for deeper relationships. What's really common with people-pleasing is a fear of rejection. So how that manifests is there's a fear of rejecting other people and there's a fear of getting rejected. So especially in romantic relationships, when there's something that you like or want more of, or there's something that hurt your feelings, but you don't know how to talk about it, it can feel like, oh, I don't want to be needy. But that's almost like the ego protecting us because what actually is happening is your needs are totally normal, but you don't want to get rejected. So there's a fear of rejection that starts um, being created. And this is something that I've experienced so many times. My clients have experienced so many times on various levels. And it's not that all of a sudden it becomes really easy to express our needs. It's just that with practice, we start to create a healthy trust with ourselves and with other people that it's okay whether people can meet our needs or not. It's more of a win that you express them. Um, have you ever seen Runaway Bride? 
the movie with Julia Roberts. It's one of my favorite movies. Actually, any Julia Roberts movie is kind of like a favorite movie, but there's a scene where, you know, she had a major fear of intimacy. Every time she got close to someone, she kind of started adapting to whatever their lifestyle was and kind of being like a mirror of them. So she was never really herself in each relationship. And this reporter was researching her and asked every single one of her ex-husbands where she ran out on the wedding day, ask every single one, what's her favorite eggs? And they all said, oh, she likes these eggs the same as me. And they were different. And so there's a moment in the movie where she makes, and I've talked about this on the podcast before because it's just such a good analogy. So if you've heard it twice, whatever, you get to hear it again, okay? (laughs) Um, She makes all these different types of eggs and she tries each one and she finds out what she likes. She discovers her own liking, her own needs when there's no one else around to impress, when there's no one else around to please or to gain, you know, acceptance from. What did she like? And this is so important because when you can identify, what do I like when there's no one else around? How do I want things to be and feel? And how do I want to feel within my day, regardless of anyone else's actions? We can start to tune into that voice of our own needs. What do I need? Right? And when we can tune into that and answer that for ourselves we start to build a deeper relationship with self. Because when you are listening to your needs and tending to them, you're practicing self-love. You're practicing self-soothing. You're practicing self-care. And it's not always easy, but it's a practice, right? When you could tune into what is it that I need and tuning into that inner wisdom. Sometimes for me, it's like, what do I need right now? to feel calm? Or what do I need right now to feel proud of myself? You know, today, before recording this podcast, I I journaled that exact question. What do I need to feel proud of myself? Because earlier today, I was just feeling kind of unsettled. I was feeling kind of like anxious of, you want to know what the fear actually was? It was, I was afraid to waste the day. Let's just do a little, I'll do a little self-coaching with you here. Okay, so I felt this rush. I was afraid I was going to waste the day and, so let's say, mess it up. So I opened up my journal and I was like, and I asked myself, what do I need to accomplish today to feel proud of myself when I lay my head down? And the two things was walk to the gym and record a podcast episode on this topic that we're talking about. And so once I identified what I needed in order to feel proud of myself, to feel like I gave it my all, then I knew what it was. And it was like, okay, one step at a time. Can I allow this to stretch? Meaning there's a, there's a part of me that wanted it to all be done right then and there, but it wasn't. That's the journey identifying what it is that you need and taking one imperfect step in the direction of what it is. So obviously we have like basic needs. We need to eat. We need to sleep. We need to have, you know, a home. We need to have relationships, you know, but on the emotional health side, the mental health side, can you self-soothe? And if we want to create a relationship with someone, what do we do? We spend time with them. So What are those practices that you have to spend time with yourself? Like for me, journaling and meditation 
is life-changing. Um, something that I've been really enjoying is meditative walks. So I put on gong sound baths. I put on binaural beats. I put on um, binaural beats for solar plexus healing. That's like the power center, the sense center of self-confidence and the chakra system. And I allow the music to be like a background to just carry me and like focusing on my breath, focusing on my steps and allowing my body to move and allowing the, so what I'm doing is I'm calming the body and it sends information up to my mind that I'm safe, that I don't have to worry, that I can be here now, that all is well in this moment and that it's all working out one step at a time. Because when there's an anxiety around not wanting to waste the day or not want, it's almost like, you know, well, has the day been defined? It's what would it look like to win the day? You know, for how, what is in your capacity right now? And how can you show up for it with love and grace and compassion and with passion? and energy and commitment, right? So taking a big deep breath in through your nose, breathing into the lower part of your belly and exhaling out, dropping your shoulders. The people that love you want to know what you like and don't like. They want to love the parts of you that you try and hide. And that's why it's vulnerable because we don't know how other people might react to the parts that you have kept secret or maybe parts that you thought aren't lovable or maybe it feels needy to express that you need a hug or, or you want affection or you're feeling a certain way. You're allowed to express those things and it's not needy to have needs. And I like to think of it as kind of this, you know, it starts within of how can I meet my own needs? And then how can I learn to receive the love and support that is all around me for the people that want to, to be there for me, the people that want to be in support of me, the people that I also support? You know, it can be difficult to express those because there's this fear of, if I ask for too much, what if they leave? If I ask for too much, what if they reject me or I am too much? And so I can't show all of me because I know I'm too much. And if I show them that I'm too much, they might leave. You know, it always kind of comes back. People that have a fear of rejection, it also like in, in the biggest sense is this fear of abandonment and you, you could, uh, if you, even if you grow up, grew up with both your parents in the home, there could still be a fear of abandonment that was created from something that could be, you know, a big T trauma or a little T trauma. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is that it, 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 it sometimes is there. And so we get to learn how to heal it, to always be there for yourself. 
Because if we create the commitment that like, I will never abandon myself. I will be there for myself no matter what. I am loved no matter what. I am supported no matter what. I am learning every day to notice the needs that I have and meet them with grace and tenderness. And it's normal to feel emotions and to express them. If you've struggled with people-pleasing or you've experienced this urge to want to say what you think other people want from you versus what you actually feel, your job is to say what you mean and mean what you say. And their job is to say what they mean and mean what they say. So be aware of projecting, you know, of like, I'm going to say this so then they don't feel obligated to say that. You know, people pleasers really struggle with direct questions because a part of them is really terrified of direct answers. And this often is related to that fear of being rejected. But I like to think of rejection as redirection. And it's easy to just create a little quote of rejection is redirection. But how do we connect to the feeling of love and safety in one hand and courage and risk in the other hand. Because it does feel risky to ask direct questions or share things or ask for something or even express something without knowing how it's going to be received. We don't know. So it's vulnerable. It's putting ourselves out there and letting a part of us be seen, not knowing how we're going to be met, not knowing how the response is going to be. And that's the risk. And it's a win if you authentically express yourself. And this is the thing that it's really important to check in with is, am I expressing from my trauma or am I I expressing from my truth? Because whatever we're under the influence of is what we're going to express from. So if we're under the influence of fear, we're likely expressing from a place of trauma. But if we're under the influence of ease and love and support, we're going to be expressing our truth. So what are you under the influence of when you go to express yourself? You know, and self-expression looks very different. I guess I'm talking about actual communication with the people in your life communicating, um, and honestly, say you want more of something, start being in such appreciation for what is there right now. And it, 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 it has happened to me in my relationship quite a few times, and it's happened with my clients as well, is if there's a need that is not being met, and it's actually a part of your self-love journey to learn how to meet that need from yourself, We will always project that onto the partner as if it's something that they're doing wrong. So if you aren't feeling satisfied with where you are, you might start nitpicking where they are because it's easier to focus out on them than to focus on yourself. If there's a part of you that starts feeling insecure or not sure about yourself, it might manifest into you questioning if your partner is sure about you because a part of you isn't sure about you. And at the same time, when you focus on your own self and then bring that joy into the relationship, 
you allow that other person to do the same. When we give people the space to say what they mean and mean what they say, and we do the same, we aren't creating this like anxious attachment of needing to know, like, did something change? You know, this fear of abandonment, this fear of rejection, this fear of like, oh my gosh, if I say something wrong, you're going to leave. Like that's, um, can be very nerve wracking, right? So take a deep breath. Drop your shoulders. And affirm to yourself, the people that love me love knowing what I like, what I dislike, what I want, and what I don't. The people that love me want to know these things. It's my job to develop the sense of security and confidence to express these things that I like and dislike without fear of what other people might think of me. How people see you has everything to do with them. It really does. Because we can't control how they see us. We can control how we show up and our intention of how we want people to feel around us. But at the end of the day, we can't control other people. And people-pleasing is an effort to control other people because it's controlling the, the relationship where it's, if I act this way, then I know you'll act that way. And so the unknown is, you know, what happens when I'm completely honest and open and I'm not trying to soothe their needs and I'm, and I'm leaving an, open, an open-ended statement around something that really upset me and bothered me, you know? I mean, we're kind of going into boundaries here. When something is on your mind or something hurt your feelings and you have a request of something that you want different, uh, it's going to feel kind of scary if you've never really expressed your needs. It's, you're going to create the story that it's needy when it's absolutely not because the people that love you want to know, right? They might, they might have some defenses, right? They might also have a guard up a little bit when you first tell them, but this is like a part of the process of, of, of being in healthy conflict with people is how you bring about it. Are you being attacking or are you sharing from the heart? What are you under the influence of when you're talking? Are you under the influence of hurt and anger that you want to make sure they know they hurt you? Or are you under the influence of trust and love of like, hey, there's something going on for me here and it's bringing up a lot of emotions. And so I need to go sit with myself. (laughs) This is when we open a journal. Like I've definitely had times where there's been things that have come up in my relationships where I had to say, Hey, I need to sit with this. I'm not ready to talk about this. And I don't even have to say that it's like between me and me, right? I can be able to check in with what am I needing from this right now? And what part of this is up to me to actually supply self source. And what part of this gets to be a collaborative thing that that is important for my partner to know or important for my friend to know. How vulnerable we're willing to be is the level of intimacy we're able to create. Having needs isn't selfish. It's being human. And we get to listen to other people's needs and we get to check in and be in tune with our own. You are responsible for your own emotional state You're not responsible for the emotional state of other people. That's their job. That's their job. Needs are healthy. 
Needs are normal, and you're not needy for having them. And while it's not your job to create a sense of peace and happiness for someone else, it's also no one else's job to create a sense of peace and happiness for you. If someone is continuously, like, taking away your peace and happiness, that's a conversation for another episode, and please DM me on Instagram at Kelsey Show. and if you have certain questions or requests for episodes, please reach out. I love being able to connect with you and talk with you. Like that's why I've created this podcast because I myself have been on a self-love and healing journey of learning how to trust myself and learning how to express myself and learning how to create deep, intimate relationships that feel fun and playful and safe after situations of relationships that didn't feel safe because I was warping myself to fit their idea of me versus being in integrity with who I actually was. So I'm on a journey to empower and inspire other people to love and to lead so we can create deeper relationships with ourselves, with other people, with our communities. So that's my mission. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you've been listening to Joyfully You podcast for a while and you've never left a review on Apple Podcasts, that would just mean the world to me as a, as a favor. That helps this podcast grow. That helps me attract new people, which then helps me fund the time and effort of creating the show. And so that would be a favor that I ask if you could leave a review of what um, this podcast has done for you. That would mean the absolute world. Or if you know someone that needs to hear it, send it to them. So again, my name is Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach. And thank you for tuning in to Joyfully You Podcast. I hope this episode supports you, empowers you, inspires you. I am cheering for you. I'm sending you so much love. And it's an honor to be your host. Talk to you on the next episode. See you later. Thank you.